Yes guys, welcome to a brand new video. My name is Conan and today we're gonna to be talking about how you can increase your testosterone. So let's just jump straight into it. So before I dive into the tips that I have for you and what I did personally to increase my own testosterone, I wanna give you guys more of like a backstory. I've been into fitness pretty much all my life. I started off playing like sports as a kid, basketball, hockey, soccer, and I kept playing soccer up until the age of around 20. I had a scholarship to play soccer. I was playing it like almost every single day. It was my life. And then when 2020 happens, the disease came, I completely quit playing soccer cold turkey. And I transitioned mainly from playing soccer the entire time to pretty much doing full on bodybuilding. So I was lifting weights six to seven days a week. I was like just tracking my food, eating the protein, getting my sleep in, reducing my stress levels. Like I was living the lifestyle while going to school and working a couple jobs. So I did that for a couple of years and I just like full on pursues this bodybuilding lifestyle. And in 2021, I decided to compete for my first ever bodybuilding show. That entire experience was a great experience of just like doing the workouts, doing the cardio, especially when you did not feel like doing it. Um, eating like down to like 1500 calories. Like I was absolutely sucking at it. And then I finally competed. After I competed, I obviously noticed symptoms of lower testosterone. Also, my energy levels were at an all-time low. Like I had a really hard time getting out of bed, which is so uncommon for me because I wake up every single morning, usually like way before my alarm does. And I'm just excited to attack the day, just like do my work, get ready for my clients, do my workout and just like, just attack the day pretty much, right? But after my prep, like I was just like the exact opposite of that. I would sleep in all the time, low libido, all the symptoms that you could imagine having low testosterone, right? So I made the decision to get my blood tested after the show. And that was probably a big mistake. I should have gotten my blood work done before the show. So I had actually something to compare to at a normal body fat percentage when I actually had normal energy levels, but I decided to have my blood tested after the show was done. So my reference point probably was not as accurate, but I got my blood tested for the first time ever and the results were quite shocking. I actually made a video about this. And if you guys are like OG viewers of this channel, I posted this video around like two years ago, pretty much going over my entire blood work and they were just like horrendous, like testosterone super low, all the other markers were just really, really low, right? And in Canada, they do nanomoles per deciliter or like N mole dash L whatever that means. So I'm gonna convert that to nanograms per deciliter, which is what we do in the US. So I think my results came out to 9.4 N mole dash L, which converts to 267.9 nanograms per deciliter, which if you guys are aware of the reference range, the reference range is around four to 1200, I believe. So it was like literally like below the reference range. So that was how low uh, my testosterone was at the time, right? And of course this wasn't like an accurate representation because again, I just came out of my show and this was prior to me like adding more food into my diet, adding more fat and stuff. Two years later, 2024 now, but I got the blood tested in 2023 at around September time. So it was a couple months ago, but the results came back at around 850 nanograms per deciliter. So as you guys can tell, my testosterone levels have drastically increased from, I guess, my starting point, which again, was not super accurate, but they've definitely increased from there to what it is now to pretty much the high end of the optimal reference range, which I'm really proud of. And in today's video, I'm gonna share with you guys exactly what I did to go from 200 to 850. So let's just jump straight into it. So I have three main tips for you guys, which should be pretty common, but I'm gonna go over them really quickly. And then the fourth tip is really, really important 
important. So I want you guys to make sure to stay tuned throughout the entire video because the fourth point is something that I did not really know much about. And when I finally realized what this was and I actually started taking action towards this, I definitely noticed some amazing results. And these tips, by the way, are all lifestyle changes. So you don't have to take some crazy supplements. You don't have to do anything drastic. I may make like an entire series out of this, but in today's specific video, I'm strictly just gonna talk about the lifestyle changes that you can start doing like right now, right away, as soon as you're done watching this to help increase your testosterone levels. If you guys wanna see a part two of the supplements that I took, I can definitely go ahead and do that and maybe talk about some other stuff as well, like more in depth, but let's just cover the fundamentals first. So number one is proper sleep. A lot of people neglect their sleep and I know it's not like a sexy kind of thing to start with because a lot of people think about it's like, oh, we gotta train hard and you gotta have a healthy diet, right? Which are both really, really important. But a lot of people neglect their sleep, especially in like your late teenage years, your early 20s when you wanna go out and party, pull all-nighters, like as a student, you probably neglect your sleep to like study for math assignments or study for the finals or midterms coming up and stuff as well, right? But sleep is so fundamental. So basically when you sleep, your body releases a hormone called growth hormone. And that is basically when your body like rejuvenates and actually grows muscle, right? So I want you guys to aim for at least seven to nine hours of high quality uninterrupted sleep every single night. This includes the weekends. Like don't just take the weekend lightly. Like your body doesn't know the difference between a weekday and a weekend. I talked about this in my last video as well, but the weekend is just some arbitrary human made up thing from like just a hundred years ago in the UK. And I think the reason why weekends came to existence in the first place was because people just like so disliked their daytime job where they wanted to like look forward to something, which is why the weekend was created. But from an evolutionary standpoint, like your body doesn't know the difference. And when it comes to optimizing your sleep, your body thrives off consistency. So in order to have a good circadian rhythm, try to go to bed at the same time every single night and make sure you wake up at the same time every morning. And what I personally like to do or what I used to do to help improve my sleep was instead of having a morning alarm, I'd have a bedtime alarm. So I basically get an alarm 30 minutes prior to me like having to be asleep so that I could get ready for my bed. Because I don't know about you guys, but I do take some time to like wind down and like fully get into a relaxed state before I can actually like fall asleep because if I don't like let's say I just did an exercise like let's say I just come back from a run and my bedtime is 10 o'clock and it's 9 30 and the first thing I do is just take a shower and then immediately go to sleep like my heart rate is still super elevated I'm definitely not in a sleepy mood at all so make sure you do some relaxing activities prior to you going to sleep I always recommend like 30 minutes to an hour before try to get rid of all like the, the blue lights try to shut all of that off and just do some relaxing activities maybe take a warm shower a warm bath brush your teeth read a book, do some meditating, do some yoga, put yourself in like a relaxed state. And then from there, you'll notice that your sleep is going to drastically increase from there. And then from there, um, try to like plan the night before. So let's say you want to get eight hours of sleep in and you have to get up at six. Well, then you have to be asleep by 10 o'clock. And for most people, including myself, like I mentioned, you probably won't fall asleep at exactly 10 o'clock. So give yourself some buffer time, maybe like 30 minutes prior to that to actually like be asleep. So let's say your pre-bed alarm goes off at nine o'clock. You take a shower you brush your teeth, you do your meditation, you do yoga, you do all that stuff. And then come 9.30, you're in bed, tucked in, and you're just ready to sleep. And then you have this 30 minute window from you actually being in bed to you actually falling asleep. So that now when 10 o'clock does hit, you're fast asleep. And then you have a full eight hours to fully sleep. Another tip here is try not to drink too much water before bed because then you wake up in the middle of the night and that's gonna disrupt your sleep as well. So you do not want that. So that's the first thing, sleep. And those are some tips as well to help improve your sleep as well. Tip number two is eat a healthy diet. 
that. So my diet used to be, um, my diet has always been pretty good. It's like I used to post full day of eating videos all the time. I haven't posted one recently, which I probably should, just to give you guys more of like an example of what I typically eat right now. I tried my calories, I tried my macros, I was eating enough protein, I was eating healthy carbs, healthy fats, all that good stuff. But I did add a lot of just like artificial stuff, like the artificial sweeteners, like the pancake syrup, zero fat butters, the sugar-free jellos, like all the sugar-free, like the sugar-free drinks as well. And I don't think that directly um, affects your health in any way. Like I think anything in moderation is really, really cool. But especially during my prep when I did my bodybuilding show, I pretty much relied on like these zero calorie beverages, these zero calorie artificial sweeteners, and it just kind of messed up with my guts as well and like my digestion. So that definitely was not ideal. Did it directly reduce my testosterone levels? I highly doubt it. But just from like a performance standpoint, I just feel so much better opting for more whole natural single ingredient foods and pretty much getting rid of all like the, the unnecessary artificial processed foods, right? And this, yes, does include like the protein bars that I used to have, even certain foods as well. And this is just strictly based on like how I react to certain foods. I cannot digest lactose. Like I definitely am lactose intolerant. And I used to have like these um, low fat milks and stuff before bed. And I used to wake up like feeling like super bloated, but just wasn't ideal, right? So definitely try to optimize your diet. Try to 80% of the time, like I mentioned, eat whole natural single ingredient foods. So think of like your lean sources of protein, your chicken breast, your lean ground beef, your lean ground turkey, your fish. Think of your healthy carbs, like your whole grains, your oats, your pasta, your potatoes, your sweet potatoes, all that good stuff, your oatmeal. And then lastly, your healthy fats. Fats are going to be super, super important, especially on a bodybuilding diet. A lot of bodybuilders you may see online neglects their fats. And usually that is because they are on exogenous steroids. They're on exogenous testosterone. So they normally need to rely on the fats from the actual diet because they got the testosterone coming from like the outside, right? From like taking it. So it's really important if you are a natural athlete to keep your fat intake to a minimum of 0.4 grams per pound of body weight. And that should be the absolute minimum. So think of like your nuts, your seeds, your nut butters, your cashew butter, your peanut butter, your avocados, your fatty fish, even like some steak as well. Like those are all amazing sources of fat and you have to keep them in your diet year round because once you start neglecting your fat, your testosterone is going to plummet like it did for me. Like when I was doing my bodybuilding show, I was eating as little as 1500 calories every single day. And I immediately, like as my calories started to reduce, I just immediately pulled all my calories away from fat. I was eating down to like maybe 20 grams of fat every single day. So it was literally just like chicken breast, egg whites, just like really plain foods, right? And I'll have no fats whatsoever. And that definitely plummeted my testosterone. So that was a big mistake that I had to learn the hard way. Try to keep your healthy fats in year round. A couple other things I want you guys to keep in mind as well is number one, try to limit your stress levels. I know, again, this isn't like a super sexy answer. You probably hear so many people say this, but I cannot emphasize this point enough. Once your stress increases, a hormone in your body called cortisol increases as well. And that's basically a very catabolic hormone, which could suppress your testosterone levels as well. So try your best to limit your stress levels. And I know it's really easy for me to say that like, oh, just try to not stress as much. But what does it actually mean, Conan? Like, tell me, how do I reduce my stress levels? Okay, so here's what I personally like to do to reduce my own stress levels, um, especially when I was like in school. And now like as I run my business, I'm stressed all the time, like all the freaking time. And what I like to do personally is I like to have a to-do list, a daily to-do list actually. So this tells me exactly what I have to do every single day. I write my to-do list the night before so that in the morning I don't have to think about, oh, what am I going to do today? What meetings do I have today? What time is my call today? What time should I go to the gym? Like all this stuff, right? So have a to-do list, write down if you want to, like literally hour by hour, what you have to do, what meetings you have to do, who you have to call, 
when you're going to work out, when your assignment is due, when you're going to start your project. Be as like neurotic as you can because once you have a solid plan and you know exactly what you have to do, instead of you being reactive to certain situations, now you're going to be proactive. So now instead of you having to like pull like an all-nighter or being super stressed because you forgot about the project that's due tomorrow night, well now because it's on your to-do list, now you've got an entire 30 days for you to actually start working on your project and ideally you'd start working on it right away so that it's ready for you to go and then you can just hand it in whenever you want before the deadline even happens, right? So try your absolute best to just be proactive instead of reactive to any situation in life, whether it's work-related, personal-related, financially-related, like all these small little things can definitely add up and it can also cause a lot of fatigue, um, which indirectly could also just negatively interfere with your performance in the gym and like I said, ultimately your testosterone levels as well. And one more thing is try to reduce alcohol and drugs. It should be a no-brainer, like if you're boring like myself, you never really got into that. I personally never got into that. I don't even like the taste of beer. I don't like the taste of wine. I don't like drinking alcohol. Um, I've done it a couple times. Like I'm not a perfect human being, um, but every time I do it, I just generally don't have a good time. And um, I, of course, like I regret it the day after. I think only one time in my life I got like super drunk. And for me, like looking back now in hindsight, it was like, I was not even fully conscious. Like it was just like, why is this happening? I'd rather be like fully sober and I can still have an amazing time without drinking alcohol. Of course, if you were a human being, like everything is okay in moderation. But if you really want to optimize your testosterone levels simply just through your lifestyle, yes, you're going to have to reduce your alcohol intake completely. And also just don't take any drugs. Like just don't do that. Okay. Now here is the last and final tip I have for you guys. So hopefully you guys stayed around till the end of the video and hopefully you did not just like fast forward to this point, because I do think that the last points are also super, super important. But the last one I have for you guys, and again, this is something that I learned out um, pretty recently. And ever since I started making these changes into my lifestyle, I saw some drastic results and that is to avoid endocrine disruptors. So try to limit your exposure to these endocrine disruptor chemicals. This basically means like any plastics in your environment, even like the small little stuff, like using plastic Tupperware, um, even like the clothes you wear. I used to wear like a lot of polyester clothes up until like a couple months ago as well. And when I look back on those videos, I used to just like cringe so much because you're literally surrounded by just like plastic in your body, especially like wearing it to the gym, like the super soft material that's like elasticy and plasticky, especially like when you sweat in it and you transfer heat through it. I just think that's a super bad kind of like situation for you to be in. And even worse yet, like I used to wear like polyester underwear as well, pretty much like for my entire teenage years, which I think is such a bad thing to do. So ever since like I did some research, and by the way, where I kind of learned this from was actually from a book. I forget what it's called. It's called um, Astro Generation, I think. I forgot who the author is, but if you just search up on Google, Astro Generation, there's actually a podcast on that as well. It's made by a doctor and I listened to a podcast and I read his book recently as well. And it's just like really just like eye-opening to see like how much we are surrounded by these endocrine disruptors and like just how much like plastic is around us, right? And plastic, by the way, guys, is very estrogenic. So you want to try to stay away from as much plastic as you can in your environment. So that may mean that, yes, instead of using the plastic Tupperware containers, try to use glass instead. Instead of drinking through like the plastic cups of water and plastic water bottles, try to have like a glass water bottle or like actually drink through glasses. I've made a lot of substitutions out of my life. Am I perfect? No, like I'm still, like there's still some plastic around me. The Apple phone case is plastic. Some of my chair is plastic. I'm sure there's parts of my desk that are plastic as well. I'm sure some of the pens that I use to write things down are plastic too, but you'd really be surprised. Like once you really start to like think about this, like, okay, how much plastic is around my environment? Maybe the toothbrush I use is plastic. Maybe the underwear I use is plastic. Maybe certain clothes I wear, like the pants I wear all the time, like the sweatpants, maybe polyester is made from plastics. The tank tops I wear to the gym is made from plastic. My favorite soccer jersey made from plastic. Like once you start to like think about this and comprehend, you'd be surprised like how much plastic is around us at 
all times. So if you can, try to limit your exposure to environmental toxins and endocrine disrupting chemicals, which can interfere with your hormone balance. This includes minimizing exposure to certain plastics, pesticides, and chemicals. Now the concept of avoiding endocrine disruptors involves minimizing exposures to substances that can interfere with the normal functioning of the endocrine system, which includes hormone production and regulation. Now endocrine disruptors can mimic or block hormones in the body, which potentially could lead to hormonal imbalances. And here's the kicker guys, try to drink filtered water. So some water sources may contain contaminants that act as endocrine disruptors. So try to consider using a water filter to reduce exposure to these substances. So one thing a lot of people don't talk about is the water. Of course, the water in most places, if you guys are watching this, I'm assuming your water in the place you live is clean, but it doesn't fully get filtered out from like all these chemicals, which may be super estrogenic. So for example, the birth control that a lot of ladies use, they don't fully get filtered out when they flush them through the bathroom. They actually may still be some stuff within the tap water that you're actually drinking out of, which is a super estrogenic chemical. So if you can like, and this is only like a 30 or $40 investment, get a water filter and simply just like take your sink water, pour it through the filter. And then there you go. You can drink that instead. Like when I first found out about this, I was like, okay, like even like my drinking water has estrogenics in it. Like that is a really just like scary thought. And this is just like such a small little thing that I could do to like help optimize my testosterone levels and just like optimize my lifestyle to get away from like these endocrine disruptors. So definitely, if you don't already try to get a water filter to filter out all the estrogenics in your water. And now the last point I have for you guys here is try to educate yourself on this. Try to stay informed about potential endocrine disruptors in household products, food packaging, and personal care items. Being aware of these substances allows you to make informed choices to minimize exposure. I think the last one is super, super important because now that you guys are kind of like aware of like all the estrogenics in our environment, you'll start to like second guess about, oh, should I buy this for my household? And I don't want you guys to come away from this video being like super neurotic and like starting to panic about, oh my goodness, I got to change my entire house now. I got to get rid of all the plastics now. Like, no, just take it one step at a time. If you do want to optimize it, if you have no issues drinking your tap water, if you have no issues eating from plastics, then please like just ignore this last part. But if you guys do want to like optimize your testosterone levels, or at least like try to minimize the estrogens in your environment, I definitely encourage you to do a bit more research research on this and try to like just step by step try to reduce the plastics in your environment so don't just drastically get rid of everything just take it one step at a time so instead of using like the hand soap that has like the plastic bottle try to use the hand soap instead from like a bar or something next week maybe you can try to get rid of all your pens and use um maybe pencils instead then you can go ahead and get rid of all your plastic water bottles and replace them with like some stainless steel water bottles and then you can get rid of all like the plastic plates and forks and utensils and swap them out for like actually glass and steel utensils so that that said, I'm going to wrap up today's video. Hopefully you guys took something out of this video. Let me know if you have any questions on this, but if you like this video, please be sure to go give this video a thumbs up. I'd highly appreciate it. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out.